Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Arms getting up in the air, pours that deflection and the steal for the Clippers. Is anybody doubling? Now the Mavericks get put in the spotlight on all the national TV shows because they're taking on an L.A. team, and the Clippers are red hot. Fox Sports Radio with the call, nine in a row, still no Kyrie, no Lively, 120-111. This was a really, really fun game, though, back and forth at the AAC. It was. I mean, it wasn't very fun in the first half. I mean, there was uh, about midway through that second quarter where it looked like they were going to get the doors blown off of them. The... uh, the defense, Sean, didn't look very lively nah. out there. See what I did there? Yeah, we, uh, yeah, it was good. It was good stuff. Um, no, it, it just it looked really bad early in that first half. What I do like is they showed fight. They showed resolve. That's a good team that you lost to. I, you're going to have these stretches throughout the season where, where you know you run into buzz saws like this or. You know, when you go up against these good teams, it's just it can't be a consistent issue where you're losing big games to good teams. But I think what you saw yesterday was a lot of fight, a lot of resolve and a lot of positive things to build on as you're still waiting for four big contributors to get back. You're still waiting for Kyrie. You're still waiting for Derek Lively, Maxi Kleba and Josh Green. Whenever Maxi Kleba gets back, whenever Derek Lively gets back, these these, you know, sort of vague timelines that we're getting on those guys. Second hottest team in the West is Golden State. So. Golden State and Memphis are trying to resurrect their seasons. You got Minnesota, uh, OKC, trying to prove they belong at the very top. And then you got Denver, Clippers, Kings, Mavericks right in the middle. The West is freaking loaded, loaded up. The Rockets are the ninth seed. Mavericks are going to be taking on the armpit tomorrow night. And the Lakers and Suns are lurking there in the 8 and 10 spots. You just need, at this point, you're, you're, you're saying... Let's let's just make sure that we're, we're playing 500 or above basketball until we get our guys back. Let's not lose too much ground until we get healthy. You're waiting to get healthy, hoping these injuries don't kill you too much. That's going to be the biggest thing for them is just getting that health and being able to get the the time on task with Luka and Kyrie playing together and getting more experience for Derek Lively. That's all going to be really important for them. This can be a Western Conference road trip. Houston, not road trip, stretch. Houston, San Antonio, Phoenix, got Cleveland in the East, Minnesota, Golden State, Utah, Portland twice, Minnesota, Memphis before Jalen Brunson and the Knicks on January 11th before I have to apologize for Jalen Brunson being an NBA All-Star. Yeah, uh, there's going to there's be a lot of apologizing that has to be done there. You know Did what? you see this? Not like this, not to the level that he is, but I mean, we did talk at the time, like I remember us having the discussion. When, when, you know, it was a question of do you pay Jalen Brunson that one of the big points we had here was it's so difficult to find somebody who can play complementary to a dominant off ball or, or, or dominant player, you know, on the ball guy like Luka that can play off ball effectively. And then when that guy goes out, can control the offense that maybe you just pay whatever it is for that comfort. And it just so happens that he leveled up. What we're learning here is that if you if you develop guys, if you have success with those types of players, you need to go ahead and probably just pay them. And, and no matter how painful that is, you need to go ahead and do it. And I, I mean, it's a similar question. We talk about, well, do I really want to pay this much? Is it, are, are they worth that extra few million, whatever else? It's the same thing that you're looking at that, you know, the Rangers run into with Jordan Montgomery or what the Cowboys run into whenever they've got a, a question about now it worked out for a lot of, a lot of people would say, but like when you've got the question with Randy Gregory or whatever else is that, do you just go ahead and say, let's pony up the extra little bit and get somebody that we know can work within our system and what we do? 25, 6, and 4 for Brunson. Last year, he was 24, 6, and 3, but 24, 25 a game. 
Dang. I, I mean, I think that you deserve a lot of credit for motivating him with all the yeah. S he talked about him. I know. I hope he didn't save. I hope he didn't save it on Twitter. Uh, <laughs> I need to go to that tweet delete, whatever that app is, and erase it just before NBA Eastern Conference All-Stars because I was wrong about Jalen, wrong about Tyron. I had to apologize to Tyron Smith yesterday after the PFF numbers came out but, showing how great he is at tackle still. Well, and you have to apologize as well. No, because that's a little bit of bull spit there uh, from PFF, the idea that Tyron has no sacks allowed. That's not true. Tyron has given up a sack or two this year. Is he year. having a Pro Bowl year? He's been really, really good. He absolutely has been good. But he has get the, the idea that he's given up no sacks and pass protection, that's PFF's weird way of grading things. Okay, so the Mavericks fall to the Clippers. They'll take on the Rockets tomorrow night. Are the Rangers having to pony up for Jordan Montgomery? You mean uh, Jordan Brunson or Jalen Montgomery, whatever you want to call him? Potentially, you see a guy that comes here, contributes, and you go, yeah, but is he worth that much? Well, maybe just go ahead and pay him. And that's what the uh, Texas Rangers may be finding right now. Bob Nightingale reported yesterday that uh, now that the Texas Rangers will be without ace Max Scherzer for at least half a season after undergoing back surgery, they are expected to be more aggressive in their pursuit of free agent starter Jordan Montgomery, who would love to return to Texas, which why wouldn't you? He found comfort here. He obviously became a big part of this. They desperately need that rotation help right now. I mean, if it's Evaldi and just a bunch of guys until the summer, that's going to be tough. Like when it was Evaldi and a bunch of guys, you were heading into the playoffs. You at least had Montgomery in there to help contribute. And so getting Montgomery and Evaldi would at least give you some stability. You've already lost Martin Perez. You know, Max Scherzer is going to be out. The starting pitcher you signed is not going to be ready till the middle of the season. What is the green light? Is the green light there to spend? Do they have, does Chris Young have the authority to pay Jordan Montgomery and then pay Jordan Montgomery more money now, according to Bob Nightingale? Pony up, Bezos. Like, I, like, I, I mean, I don't understand how you're coming off of a World Series run. Ba- you Eric, do understand. I, no, no, RJ no. I, has what defended what them I don't too. understand is the Diamondbacks are in the same spot as us, and the Diamondbacks are talking about a record setting payroll. I, I don't get how they're just completely broke at this point. What was point. their payroll comparison? I, I get that it's not uh, as high. Why don't, but but they're increasing fa- their spending. Don't maybe choppy fact check you here. They're, they're increasing. The, the, no, the, car, the Diamondbacks are increasing they are their spending. They're increasing, yeah. but what was it previously? The Rangers did spend half a bill, and they got Scherzer and DeGrom already on their payroll. My whole thing they're is. They're already. Is, but I think Mike told me he's like they already have a top five payroll. They, they do pay a lot, and they've got, and the problem is that they've also invested in guys who are just hurt all the time, like Scherzer and and Degrom at this point. But they've got to be able to figure it out. I'm I, I don't want this whole thing to be this entire off season. It's been well, let's uh, let's like pay with our coupons. Let's see if we can clip coupons and, and do extreme couponing through free agency. Arizona was twentieth, we're fifth. So them spending more is not an indictment. That you're trying to make it out to be on the Rangers just because had they world, had a long way to go. You just had a World Series run. You're charging people 50 bucks to take pictures with the trophy. Just uh, just I, figure it out. That's okay? the only time in my 13 years I've seen Chris Arnold get hyped with anyone on social media. As someone was complaining about Fan Fest, and Chris was like, just enjoy the title. Relax. Life is short. Woo! Oh, man. never. Have you ever worked with or seen CA get hyped? Oh, I, I've worked with CA, and I've never seen him get worked up. The, 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 oh, that's not true. I saw him and Will Chambers get into a big fight during a commercial break one time. Over? Uh, that Will was saying that, uh, was it was telling Because Will is a very, uh, we all love Will. But Will has takes and angles well, that Will could probably intense. be infuriating. So theirs was, they were watching the game and uh, it was some college football game was on and Chris was talking about what was happening on the TV and Will was guarding against, you can't do play-by-play. Oh, like, yeah. like like that that's real, and Chris was saying it's I like wasn't doing play thing. by play and so they were they were going back and forth on on was it and they they smoothed it over right in the next break but they were they were getting a little intense there was some shouting I was in the prep room I was like oh goodness that's Will, getting, with his old uh, assistant uh, program director days at one oh three three CA should have said how how'd that work out don't tell me <laughs> don't boss me uh, by the way Jordan Montgomery Is that gospel music now Will look yeah. what you did Jordan Montgomery. I thought the ERA, I thought I was going to see an eyesore here over the past few years. It has not been since 2020, 2021, 383. No, he's consistent. From 2021 on, 383, 369, 311, 342. And last year, a 279. Well, that was combined with the time in St. Louis. So it has not been above a 383 since 2020. He's he's, he's been solid. And that's the, like, yeah, I understand a lot of people are like, do you want to pay $25 million? Like, this is a team that needs solid rotation help right now they and so if they have the money if they're if they can dip into their coffers and and find that money 
they I think they need to pay it because you need starting rotation help in a really bad way right now. Unless Jack Leiter just all of a sudden it clicks for him or it all of a sudden clicks for Owen White or Kumar Rocker comes back as one of the 80 people in this organization that have Tommy John surgery. Sean Shreve, Roberto Belt, our Cowboys insider here on DFW Sports Station 105.3 The Fan. Let's turn things over to Peyton's replacement for the next few days. Uh, producer Chris is wearing all the Stars gear. Set us up for tonight. Yes, sir. I mean, double AC tonight, Stars Oh, he's versus- standing up. Ryan, oh, Ryan, standing, standing, Ryan, Ryan, standing. I'm ready. I'm pan ready. up, pan up. <laughs> Well, I mean, I don't know about y'all. How do y'all feel about O Canada as a national anthem? Choppy, it's his favorite anthem. It's a Maybe banger. Second. It's a, so I, I'm all, how do you, Bobby, how do you feel about I, it? I try to stay away from anthem discussion as a whole, uh, mm. whether whether ours or someone else's. Uh, I, just, I, I find that it's it, it's too too combustible. And he said a banger. Like, Choppy would love this guy already. I know. Choppy, Choppy would be a big fan. Well, every time a, a Canadian team comes to the AAC, I'm excited because I get to sing O Canada with Selena Ray. So, <laughs> I, I'm excited. This is going to be a big-time mashup. Before the season, you wouldn't think about it because the Canucks uh, finished fifth in the Pacific Division last year. They're, at, they're doing so much better. They're actually at the top of the division next to the Vegas Golden Knights, uh, last Ooh. year's Stanley Cup winners. Pushed us out. Yeah, and you would not have expected this. They're absolute, uh, just they're fantastic so far this season, and uh, it should be a really good matchup. How would you grade the Stars' season so far? It's it's really a mixed bag because we haven't seen the best hockey uh, that the Stars team can bring. Uh, I, I I'd say it's really it I shows mean, they had a phenomenal start. They had a phenomenal start, but when you're playing subpar hockey for your standards and you're still at the top of the division, that shows the potential. And this team's potential is fantastic. And uh, it, the biggest biggest thing is the top line of uh, Robertson, Pavelski, and Hints. They haven't performed quite as well as as they did last season. And it's really been the uh, the acquiring of Matt Duchesne uh, and the second line with Duchesne, Sagan, and Marshman. Doucher, yeah. yeah, Doucher, my favorite player. So it should be a really good matchup. Hopefully hopefully the top line brings it tonight. Okay. Uh, It's about time for Robertson and uh, and the fellas to bring it back. I need need Joe Neuendijk to play better. He just he hasn't been. He needs to step up. Jamie Langenbrunner's got to do more. (laughs) I haven't noticed them one time this year. Let the, let the kid have his moment. <laughs> Shut up. Yeah. Well, dude, I mean, I'm, I'm wearing the Stanley Cup hat right here. I'm a Stanley Cup baby born nine months after, after oh. we won it. So uh, Your parents big hockey fans? I, they're big hockey fans. So I'm thinking I am thinking I came from that. So. Okay. Somebody right. somebody did. Well, well, well. That's I, enough. <laughs> both, of y'all, <laughs> both of y'all stop talking. You, that was enough. And that's Thank enough you, from you. Yeah. 877-881-1053 is the truckwreck.com text line. I don't want any BS right before I leave for vacation. I don't have to deal with any paperwork or files <laughs> or things being written up. I Just still got I still got to put pen to paper. There's Eight, still time for me to screw this up. 877-881-1053 is the truckwreck.com text sign to hit us up here on Sean and RJ. Mike Florio from Pro Football Talk will join us at 8 o'clock. We have Babe Laufenberg, Cowboys analyst, at 840, but... We have the Cowboys' fatal flaw and a report from a Cowboys insider. Whenever this guy, really good friends of Brian brought us, whenever this guy starts leaving some breadcrumbs, we got to pay attention. Thank what you. is not you, good friend of Brian brought us, not someone he detests because he can't show up to love of the star, a <laughs> NFL insider on the Cowboys' future, and what is their fatal flaw that could end their season? That's next on the Home of the Boys with Sean and Bobby after this. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. 
You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Uh-oh. Ah. As soon as we give someone a little <laughs> little shine, it happened to Carter, it happened to Peyton. Let's not have it happen. Time for a cram session, baby. And the ad was dead air there. I mean, I don't know what to do there, but I appreciate you guys. Don't have dead air. Dump it. (laughs) There's Chris in for Peyton. I'm Sean Sharif alongside Bobby Roberto Bell. This is the Expressway, as Chris said, after the dead air. Uh, We we are commercial free for the next 40 minutes up until 8 o'clock. Mike Florio is going to join us from ProFootballTalk.com. Babe Laufenberg, Cowboys color analyst at 840. How's Babe going to rig the trivia without Pepe in? Ooh, good question. Does he feel he owes anything to Chris? He may not. And just be like, I'm not I'm not going to hand this over. Peyton's uh, earned, earned the answers. We got the Cowboys' fatal flaw and an NFL insider who a lot of times will drop some uh, Cowboy breadcrumbs. Yeah, it's always, it's always good to take a look at what Charles Robinson has to say from Yahoo Sports whenever he talks about the Cowboys because he's somebody who is – pretty pretty well plugged into the things that come out of that front office it's it's for for some of the national guys there there are certain national people that when they talk about the cowboys i just i'm not gonna pay too much attention like because i know they don't necessarily have the beat on things that others do charles is one that i know if charles talks about it it's like he's making a well-informed take here he's got something that he's He's been led to believe. It's just like whenever Peter King talked yesterday about oh, the the seat for Mike Tomlin might get toasty. That's enough to make you sit up and and take notice more so than if it's a no offense here if it's a Jordan Schultz saying that about Mike Tomlin. It's just not somebody who we have that same feeling. So yesterday, so who should we pay attention to nationally when they talk about um, the Cowboys? Peter King, Charles Robinson, Peter King, Jay Glazer's one Glazer. Um, when when he would report Chris Mortensen was one that you should listen to. Jarrett Bell, USA Today. Uh Jarrett on some things. Jarrett not 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 necessarily on everything, but Jarrett definitely on, on a lot of things. Um I would personally, when it comes to the line of thinking from the team, I would listen to Ian over Schefter. Um because of just where I know that that standing is. But the the biggest guys are Peter King, Glazer, those are ones. Charles is is one that definitely if he's saying something, I think that it's he's saying it from an informed position. Okay. So we've heard about the Mike McCarthy extension talk and we, we kicked it around ourselves. We asked, uh, you know, Jerry Jones about it and he seemed to indicate that it was something they were at least interested in or, or didn't want to shut it down. So I took note of the headline that Charles Robinson had this week. Mike McCarthy's Cowboys extension could be riding on him getting over the Jason Garrett playoff hump. To get there, the incomprehensible flops like Sunday's 31-10 defeat versus the Bills can't happen and he gives Mike McCarthy a bunch of credit here Charles Robinson does and says look he's he's elevated Dak Prescott he's elevated this offense you can see what Mike McCarthy's done it's it's a it's a good thing that he's done here in Dallas he's had a a very positive impact but the line he has in here he says before Jerry Jones considers a contract extension perhaps he should wait to see if McCarthy can put some distance between his results and Garrett's because right now it looks like his regime is a more exciting continuation of the last, but also with a better roster and a more experienced stack Prescott at quarterback. So almost like you have fewer excuses than Jason Garrett would have had. Yeah. And I, he says that might sound harsh, but the bottom line results are what they are. And I feel like, that runs counter to what you were feeling after Jerry got off the line with us Tuesday. I, I definitely felt, but I, it may also be because Jerry expects that it's going to happen. Jerry expects that they're going to go further. Like, like both things can potentially be true. That Jerry's expectation is that this will happen and he'll be giving him an extension. But the reality is that it has to happen. I, I, I know you said yesterday what would happen if they were to lose in the first round, lose to Tampa Bay, and and you know how would things progress in the offseason? 
I, I'm interested for your thoughts on this because we didn't have time to get into it yesterday when you made that reference. Which do you think puts more heat on McCarthy's job? They lose in the first round, close game to Tampa Bay. Or they beat Tampa Bay. They actually win a playoff game and then they lose by 20 to San Francisco. I think first round. I think he gets more heat if they lose to San Francisco by 20 than if they beat Tampa. No. Or or, or if they lose to Tampa. How can that make sense? You I don't know. even get the San Fran. Mike McCarthy, I, I, I'm not convinced he's gone if they lose to San Fran. I'm convinced he's gone if they lose to Tampa. Really? Because I, I don't think I, I don't think I feel Bobby. That no, well, I know how can saying, you, how can you be? Right, I'll sit back and have you explain this. Explain my, my dumb take that yeah. you're loading up for. <laughs> like, look, one of the things in therapy I've learned, Sean, in my in my vast <laughs> time in therapy. Look, it was a it was a great hour. <laughs> one of the things I learned was you can't just listen to to come up with your points to attack back at me. You should be actively listening and, and just, okay. you know, listening and internalizing, and taking that in, Sean. I, will. I do have an so, interruption problem. So here's what... Here, Zach Wolchuk told me that. <laughs> after you called him Pippin. So here's uh, what... Here I should have said Horace Grant. <laughs> Bill Cartwright. Get exact. Here's what, here, here's what I think we're looking at, is that you know how Choppy always has the thought of it's one game. You yeah. should not be let go because of one game. Tampa, you've shown, you go on the road, you beat Tampa. If you have a flat performance in a playoff game, that's disappointing, that's upsetting, whatever else. I think it's easier for them to say that's one game than if they go up against San Francisco, who that has been their Super Bowl the last couple of years. That's the team. That's the team we got to get over. If you continue to show you can do everything except beat that team, I think they look and they go, this is four times now. This is not one game. This is four Bobby. times where we get our asses handed to us, and it's in the most painful manner. Why can you not get this team locked in to play them? So in the commercial break, I'll take you all behind the curtain. Commercial break, Bobby was like, ah, you know, you know, I'm missing my prescription. I, I, I need my refill. I said, no, you don't. I said, I haven't noticed anything. You've been money. Uh, you're, not, you're not going 100 miles an hour. Our pace our, our 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 sentence, our stepping over, all that stuff is good. And now I disagree with myself. <laughs> you need to get the prescription filled. This is one of your dumbest takes of all time. Can y'all listening, truckwreck.com text line, let me know what I'm missing, that losing to Tampa is not as bad as losing to San Francisco. If they lose to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers or whoever they face out of the South in the first round, it will be an Epic disaster, five alarm, everywhere, everywhere. A catastrophic loss and upset. Can I can I draw this analogy for you then? Let's say Ryan Day, and, and I get college football is a different setting than than the NFL. But Ryan Day has gotten to a point where people are like, "Are you going to ever beat Michigan, dude?" Right. So if next year they head into the season and he loses to Michigan or he loses to Penn State and not Michigan, like which one causes him more heat? Michigan well, causes him more yeah, heat yeah, again. Yeah, but 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 to counter your analogy with a better analogy, if they lose two games before they face Ohio State, he's going to catch more heat for not even having the the. the I'm sorry, before facing Michigan, if they lose two games before facing Michigan. He's going to catch more heat for the Michigan game not even mattering. Like, San Fran doesn't matter if you don't even get there through the cakewalk, like through the... I don't think he does take more heat like Ryan Day. I do think... I think that if he... You're were- supposed to. We're all, we already have them in the second round. Yeah. We all, we already have put the Cowboys in the second round. Their season's going to end in San Francisco. That is the way DFW feels right now. That is the inevitable conclusion. And if the cakewalk and the easy... Hall, the, the hall pass doesn't happen... You're at, screwed. At some point, don't you say, though, and this is where the way I think they would look at it, is... Three straight years, our season ends against the, the best team at, in at, football. Right against the, the the prohibitive favorite with the MVP. We're, we're we're good enough to be there. Yes. we're good enough to be there with them at the same point at the end of the season, and and so there's clearly not a massive talent disparity. The San Francisco is probably better, but there's not this not like probably they definitely the, are. yeah. There's no chasm that it's like on paper they shouldn't be able to just run you every time. So. Who is to blame for that? There's going to reach a point where they go, something, somebody has to get you all over the top. We've got a team that's good enough to be next to them because we're next to them at the end of the year every year, yeah. and we lose. Yeah, And it's something that's driven them to make changes. That's why I think if you lose to Tampa, he'll be 
furious. He'll be upset. I don't think he'll say you're fired. Mm -hmm. I think he might say you're fired if they lose to San Francisco a third year in a row. All right, y'all let us know. 877-881-1053, truckwreck.com, text line 877-881-1053. Bobby, you're an effing idiot. Your take sucks. So there we go. That's a good summarization, I think, of uh, there. 469, I'm with Sean on this one. It's worse if we lose to Tampa. I think Jerry Jones knows the 49ers are hard to beat. I think what you're trying to say is like – San Fran is like your litmus test coaching game versus like Tampa is like it, it's a disastrous loss, but there's still some leeway left in your mind of, you know, not judging yourself against the best or your litmus test. Like, bad, yeah, bad day at the office if you lose to Tampa. But ver- like, versus like now I know I don't have the over-the-top factor in the coach. Like think of the way he talked about Buffalo. Buffalo was embarrassing, and yet he kind of Jerry came out and said, "Yeah, it's a bad day at the office. It happens sometimes. Yeah. Sometimes you play flat. Yeah. If that same, he had a San much Francisco, different tone with like us. No doubt left if you lose for a third time. Yeah, it's it's okay. This we just can't get over the hump with this current collection. Something has to change. Actually, it would be a fourth time. Yeah, it's a four losses in three years, but third time your season has ended in a row with that. I mean, you've got San Francisco feeling so confident. Debo Samuel talking to Micah Parsons after the game going, I don't think you want to see us a third time like or a fourth time. I think you know how this goes. All right, so you have Jerry with us Tuesday. You have Charles Robinson, Yahoo. Now, what do you believe? What do you believe about Mike's fate? Um, I think that he survives short of... You don't think the extension is as inevitable as you thought two days ago? Um, no, I, I I think he gets one. I, I just think that losing to San Francisco, especially if you lose to San Francisco in an embarrassing way, puts nothing. It puts everything on the table. Okay, well that's the way it's looking. But especially like I think like right that, now ninety like there's a ninety five percent chance that that's the outcome. There's a good chance they they don't see them though. Like like in terms of if you've got if Philadelphia continues to struggle and Philly loses to the Rams, they get picked off. A Rams team that's starting to play really well. The Rams would get the 49ers in the second round. You could potentially lose. That's not a, a good chance. But, that, but I'm, it's I'm not just a good saying chance. that it's, in all likelihood, it's Cowboys San Fran round two. Probably. Yeah. I just wouldn't I don't know that it's ninety five percent, but it's it's a pro it's probable that okay. you're looking at you will be faced with playing them again. And to be honest, if we sat in here on that Friday leading into that game. And I, you know, I know we're not supposed to spoil picks before Friday. I'm going to spoil it a month in advance. When they walk in that game and we're making picks of Cowboys on the road in San Francisco, and we got to say, what are the picks? I'm going to say 35 to 17 49ers. And it doesn't matter how they play the rest of the way leading up to that because I have seen no evidence that they're tough enough to not tough enough, not not tough enough. I've seen no evidence that they're able to get over that mental hurdle. They're not, and, and they're not tougher. And that's than San coaching. Fran. That's they're, coaching. They're not tougher though, roster wise, than San Fran. Like Nate Newton told you last night, they, mm-hmm. they, they don't have they don't have the dogs to match them. San Fran can punk them anytime they want. They did it in Arlington. They did it in California. And I will go opposite of you, California. If the Dallas Cowboys take care of Miami and Detroit, and the first round, I'm not going to care what happens against the 49ers. Give Mike his extension. If they take care of Miami and the Lions and the first round cakewalk, I don't care what happens for Mike's extension against San Fran. Give it to him. I don't think that's a hot take, but that is that's my strong. Take. You know, you know the biggest reason why I want the Cowboys to win the NFC East, why I hope that happens, is because I want to guarantee that regardless of what they see this year, you're you're guaranteed to see San Francisco again next year. Because I think every year they need to check in with San Francisco and see where they match up against them. How many? How many? Well, times? What would they have to do in next year? Because if you finish first place like them, you're not scheduled to play the NFC West next year. The way the schedule is made up is you play, you rotate the divisions, and then you play the other two divisions that you're not playing that year based on where you finish. So if you finish second, you'll play the second place team that finished in the West and whatever division. So San Francisco is winning the West in order to play them again next year. You would need to finish first in the East, but. I just look at it and go, at what point would you say, because you said that wouldn't matter to you. If they play well against Miami, play well against Detroit, and then they lose to San Francisco, you're you're wanting to lock them in. At what point, let's say they lose to San Francisco in this year. They finish first somehow miraculously. They get San Francisco again in the season next year. They lose a fifth time. At what point do you start going, this one team, this one result is enough to say you can't be here anymore? I don't know. That's too far down the road for me. You're not going to get, because, (laughs) because, you know, matching Kyle Shanahan or getting a better coach probably is not going to happen. Unless, you know, you're not afraid of Belichick taking over personnel. Mike Tomlin, by some miracle, gets fired in Pittsburgh. That's that's. But that's McVay did it. Sirianni did it. 
somebody if the, I mean it's not like the 49ers have won four championships. Sirianni didn't do it. I'm just saying that was don't 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 just don't saying. stop. Do not throw that in for evidence last year. Don't give, give me that crap. But you picked we Philly in that happened. game. You we picked saw, Philly in that we game. We saw what we saw what happened. We saw and I picked the Cowboys in some San Francisco matchups and I was wrong about that. We saw what happened. Uh uh, when, when everyone was at full strength. Stop that. 817, we, this is you why didn't Bobby see what needs happened. a therapist. You didn't see what happened. You were blacked out losing your keys uh, on Globe Life Field, so stop. No, 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 no. I'm talking about at the end of last season that when Philly and San Francisco played, that, that Sirianni did that. I'm not talking about the, the game a couple weeks ago. I know, the playoff game Yeah. when San Fran was on their ninth quarterback. Don't throw that in for evidence. Don't. I see your face. The poker face. Y'all just saw it. All right, what is the fatal flaw before we get to the neighborhood watch? What do you guess it is? What do you think would be the fatal flaw of the Dallas Cowboys? Who wrote this? They could. It's Derek Classen over at the Thirty Third Team. Who's a hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. He's a, a really good writer. I actually really like Derek a lot. The but fatal flaw. What do, what do you think the 33rd team would say, or just anybody would say? The run defense. Yep. That's the biggest problem with your Dallas Cowboys is the run defense. What this would is, RJ say about this argument, this whole this whole week after what Buffalo did, about run defense and its importance? What would Choppy say? I think he would say run defense is, uh, you know, you, you don't have to be great against the run, but what you can't have happen is you can't have somebody be as effective running the ball as, as a team passing it. That's what he'd say is that when you're just completely – destroyed he, he'd flip it around he'd say yeah when you let somebody run like that that's a problem so if they're gonna do that that will kill you I think that's what Choppy would say because he'd say that that becomes just as efficient as passing a football on a team is when you're picking up okay. eight yards in a chunk okay and and so I, I think you take that way man how but, good are we at finding think, out what Choppy's take you think we would do be, be able to do that with all of us though are we all that familiar with each other that we're that predictable um I don't know I seem to throw you guys off sometimes when I think I'm being predictable. Yeah, because you're inconsistent. Like, at least Choppy's consistently dumb. You're conveniently dumb. Like, for your, I'm the only, like, straight up, like, you know, I think you know what you get every time. All right, back to you. <laughs> All right, so uh, he talks about, Derek Klassen did a, a deep dive film breakdown on the Cowboys, and he said, investigating how and why the Cowboys run defense is so bad is where it gets interesting. It's one thing to say a run defense stinks, but that can manifest in many ways. Sometimes it's lack of talent. Other times, it's a matter of schematic identity. He points to just different examples of like the Cardinals, the Broncos teams that have their their reasons for why it's tough. He goes, in the case of the Cowboys, their issues are sort of both. Dallas's defense is built to get after the passer and play a ton of man coverage. The unit has a lot of defensive linemen who just want to explode off the ball, especially along the interior and lighter personnel in the back seven. That's become even more true since Leighton Vander Esch went out for the season and was replaced by 205-pound Marquis Bell. The scheme dictates the personnel, and the personnel isn't geared to defend the run at a high level unless they generate tackles for loss. So that's why Dallas getting up the field so aggressively. When Dan Quinn talks about them playing with such speed and they're they're so fast and they attack the football, that it also then creates a little bit of vulnerability. Well, it's because you leave run lanes because you're getting up field so fast, or in your you know fast attacking manner, any team that's a little patient cuts it back. They create lanes, you over-pursue, and you make yourself really difficult. So he talks about how even getting Jonathan Hankins back, who missed the the game with an ankle sprain, uh, isn't likely to change anything. He said Hankins' absence absolutely made Buffalo's beatdown worse than it could have been otherwise, but he's played every other game for the Cowboys this season. They still have been subpar run defense. He isn't going to magically fix a run defense or he's not, he won't be the magical run defense fairy that the team needs. He said, all of that is scary in a vacuum, but it's made worse after looking at the NFC playoff picture. And this is the big thing. A majority of the teams who will get into the dance can run the hell out of the football. Ugh. The 49ers will get the top seed 
Eagles are there. The Lions are near locks to make the playoffs. The Rams are playing at a level that should squeak them in. And these are all teams that can run the ball pretty effectively and pretty efficiently right now. And Dallas has gotten bludgeoned we, by the run this are season. Are we surprised by that? All this passing league stuff, running back, and now we're sitting here talking about the playoff style of running teams in the postseason? So the, this is something that I know we've talked about before. I'm like, like dang it, why aren't of, these teams like not here? Because, because of Marquis Bell. The Marquis Bells of the world and guys like that, that they talk about. This is something that I know we've kicked around. I've brought it up before that people around the league have told me like, hey, everything's cyclical and we're conditioning linebackers to be smaller and faster to defend because coverage is so important. Offenses are going to respond to that and say, okay, we're going to we're going to build up the 330 pound offensive lineman again and the 250 pound running backs. And you're just not going to be able to tackle them. And we're not worried about throwing the ball anymore because we're going to run you over for 300 yards on the ground. And Derek Klassen says, given that Dak Prescott has played an MVP level for most of the season and the Cowboys' pass defense can still take over games, it's not like the Cowboys are cooked completely. Even if the run defense fails them, they still have avenues to win. But he says, pushing through this gauntlet of NFC teams that love to run the ball and do it really effectively, the Cowboys haven't been able to stop top rushing teams, and it's hard to make a case about why that would change. So this is actually a pretty distressing look at things, is that he's saying, look, the run defense is as bad as you think it is. This is not smoke and mirrors. And the troubling thing is you probably can't fix it. Your personnel is the way it is. What you're going to have to hope for yeah. is that Dak Prescott and the offense play at such an absurd level, kind of what Broadus has talked about that you referenced earlier, that they get ahead on teams and teams can't just run on them. Michael Lombardi, that the Cowboys have to play in front. Yeah. They, they, have, to, they have to get ahead. Uh, the first quarter is very important for them. And finally, I love this tweet from Kay Russ. You've been sending some good ones lately, uh, Coach Kelton. The difference is John Lynch versus the Joneses. Uh, the Joneses and Will McClay, it's not coaching. Lynch has built a tougher roster. We don't draft the linebacker San Francisco has. And I agree with that. It's a GM difference. In terms of the way the roster has been built, the Cowboys have a good roster. I'm not crapping on the Joneses. It's, it's one just, of the better ones in the league. Yeah, it's one of the better ones in the league. San Francisco is just a tougher uh, football team with a tougher roster. Look, styles make fights. Okay, you you built yeah. a. You, I I'm I'm not building for one team. I, I'm I'm building to beat 31 teams. I, I'm not here to beat San Francisco. I asked earlier at 5:40 this morning. Are people acting crazier in the Metroplex during the holiday season? That leads us into the neighborhood watch. We need to take people out of their bubbles and their safe place and make them think about the world we live in. You are fake news. So what do you guys hear? What's the scuttlebutt? That's right. We are doing the Neighborhood Watch since Peyton got Life Hacks canceled. <laughs> Man, we couldn't do Life Hacks even with Peyton not here. We're, we're protected against him saying anything. I mean, I'm sure he'd no. say something really bad about Christmas that would uncertainly get us canceled. I just but. cannot believe that he's hosted, like, hour-long shows on this station and not gotten in major trouble. Like, I know that Spittle, <laughs> this Spittle and Tim listen all the time. They must have been doing something else to not catch him. They, I mean, they— He has the most— unintentional, terrible radar maybe I've ever worked with. And he's he's hilariously ignorant. He's hilariously irresponsible. It's so that's why uh we live on the edge and give him the payload. It is it is a good it is a good time though whenever Peyton just starts talking is because it'll either be really hilarious or we'll that's all why I want to get him drunk. I want to go out drinking. If I if I get this bonus, I'm going to take Ryan and uh and and pay pay out. And uh have them pound shots and and see what they're really like. Man, the the, the Doritos vodka. Watching Peyton drink. We when we went out to watch the the Jazz Mavericks playoff game. One got to be the second place bonus though, not the. Third. <laughs> I, I, I ordered. Got to be the more. Money. I ordered a round of uh, Knob Creek, and he took one shot of that, and he starts crapping his chest. Peyton, yeah, and I'm like, what? And he's like, it's stuck on my throat. It burns. <laughs> Is he I was light- like, you rookie. Is he a lightweight drinker? He says he's not. Uh, now, well, will- who, who does say? What man is like, yeah, two glasses of shard, I'm out. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm gone. Like I, 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 I know the lightweights in here. I just I haven't seen Peyton drinking. Have you seen him drinking? I haven't. I, I, I think I'd like to think that when he starts drinking, he can start saying words like unprecedented. Shots fired. Now now so hold on, Chris. Are you are you a drinker? Oh, I can already tell you. I've already stereotyped his whole life. He drinks some hard S. But no, he no, no. Some, he, this is this is craft beer man right here. Uh, that one. Not a heavy drinker here, you know. Maybe Told some you. maybe some C, C B D, I don't know, but <laughs> definitely not. Definitely not. Sponsorship. 
shit. Look at that. Yes, sir. Okay. No, no. I so well, you said you know the light ones here. So before I get into, I got to know who are the light ones because I, I want to make sure you're not thinking that of me. I'm thinking about it with you and Choppy. I'm not light. Just because I, 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 I you act a fool. I act a fool. You but act I, a fool. I don't. You're, 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 uh, you drink hard stuff, but you have no, um, you have no judgment for the pace, the amount in a time period. You can't be a, you can't be a chill drinker. And Choppy, like he, go, I, I haven't seen him lately since he dated Sarah. I think his tolerance is quad, quadrupled. Um, but Choppy, after two gin and tonics, would get red in the face and loud, too. He can keep going, but just you see, can I see guess, it in his face and in his eyes. I guess I think of, that, I, I think of light drinker as, as a different definition to you because I think of it as just like you're knocked out or you can't keep going. Like, I can keep going. I Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'll be but ridiculous a, but a and loud and a mess. Yeah. If you're a mess, that factors into whether you can handle it. I, I mean, lightweight might be, that, that might be strong. It takes a lot. Like, I, I oh, throw God. back a lot. Oh, I'm just saying. So, all right, all right, all right, all right, all right. Pull it out and measure. This is a measuring contest. <laughs> is that what we need to do? I just want people, I, look, I want, I, people to, I want people to say I can drink, and I want people to include me in their bank robbery cruise at the station. God, That's what I want. We're going to get a tweet from this the, the, the substance abuse advisor <laughs> who comes on Twitter and is like, drink, drinking is not cool. Stop advocating being a drunk. We're just messing around. South Oak Cliff, we did not get the clean sweep on the Texas High School Football State Championships, as we know. And now South Oak Cliff is not happy about a late pass interference penalty uh, against South Oak Cliff that they feel was undue, was was not fair. And they are thinking of filing, they're considering filing a grievance with the UIL over this pass interference call, which did feel a little bit ticky-tacky. Everybody, not ticky-tacky. Everyone went crazy saying this was a terrible call. DISD officials on Wednesday did not say when or if they would file the grievance, only that they were considering it. This is from WFAA Channel 8. The UIL in a statement noted that the officiating crews are, quote, agreed upon by both parties in advance of the game and that a protest, quote, based on a game or contest official's decision will not be considered per UIL rules. In this case, UIL stated that prior to the game, both coaches came to a mutual agreement on the specific crew to cover their games. So it's a little bit like you guys have agreed on this officiating crew. There's no complaint about it now. Live with the results, and that's what it is. But there was a, a an uproar over uproar. this. Did you see the call? Yeah. What do you think? I don't think it was pass interference. I think it was a little – I think you should let him play. But I also get like it, – it's high school football, and it's not like the, yeah. these, these officials are – like, it's not like awesome NFL refs. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm being I mean, sarcastic. But I mean, you know what I mean. Like, I, yeah. I feel like Look, there, there's a higher standard for like these guys are paid to do this. Yeah. Like, and I mean, this is something where they go to training for it over the off season, and there's so much scrutiny on it every week. I, I absolutely. So here's a here's a still shot of a grab. Yeah. I, and I feel like there's more grabbing this year in the pros that I've noticed. It's now a technique of wrapping the arm around. It's always been there, but I feel like it's. Um, not being called uh, at a higher rate this year. No matter what, look, this is a soft, soft, soft move to protest. I'm sorry. Uh, I know it's high school coaches. Some of them hopefully are Tolos. Hey, this whole protest stuff, bad call, unfortunate call. It is what it is. 214 soft, says, soft uh, protest. I'm looking at the picture of the player pulling this kid's whole jersey off. Uh, 817 says it's over. You lost South Oak Cliff. Uh, 469 says it was a penalty. He grabbed the jersey. Could have went either way. Move on. So it sounds like... The video that I'm seeing, the overhead shot from Mike Leslie, it doesn't look like a penalty. You can still shot a lot of things. The jersey is definitely being grabbed. You see the visible shoulder pad, but... 214 says if you see it live, if you watch it play out, it's not, it doesn't look as bad. And so... That, that's what it is. Uh, 972 also thrown in here. Drunk Bobby is messy. So we got that. Uh, speaking of Drunk Bobby, Drunk Bobby can go out and party with the confidence of knowing that Dart will be there to save me. Mm. This from, uh, what is this website? Odyssey.com. KRLD 1080. Uh, Dart is offering free rides for New Year's Eve. So if you need a ride home on New Year's Eve, Dart has you covered. All of Dart's services will be free from 6 p.m. New Year's Eve through the end of the service day. That includes buses, light rail, and paratransit. Uh, The TRE, which normally does not operate on Sundays, is running a free train to and from the Dallas Stars game at the American Airlines Center that night. The route into Dallas starts at the Fort Worth TMP station at 5 p.m. and leaves Victory Station 20 minutes after the game. So a nice community outreach effort from Dart that they're going to set up free rides. What are what are the New never, Year's Eve plans? Have you made them yet? Never been on the Dart. I've been on it like twice, I think. 
You? What, hey, I'm I'm a dart rider through and through. Yeah, uh, not that every mustache day. says you are. <laughs> with a newspaper but, under your arm. My biggest thing is like, does anyone actually live right off the dart rail? Because I think most people just ride the dart and then drive their car the rest of the way. There is a little bit of that, but I mean, at, at the very least, you can put yourself in position to walk home or, or to be in a position where someone can give you a ride home that's closer like hey can you pick me up from the dart station True. i'm right around the corner whatever else do you have you locked in new year's eve plans yet sean uh new year sucks uh it's what? an awful awful time to go out i got in a fight last year on new year's probably because you were wasted on no we talked no drink. no we talked about it <laughs> on the air remember cube. I, I had said something about like well, we're just on our own. We're not hanging out with people. Now. And she got upset that she felt like I was saying that I need other people for us to hang out. It can't just be the two of us. Oh, did you go to Texas Live? Yeah, yeah. And that was where I got in trouble for that. Was I made it sound like I didn't want to just hang out with her. I wanted to hang out with people. And was Texas Live a madhouse? Yes, it was pretty packed. So I wanted to have a house gathering. I wanted to just invite them. Gather the foreigners? No. Yeah, gather the co-workers. <laughs> have a bunch of people over. I'm not going out anymore. $100, $150 for a warm glass of champagne to get bumped by some schmo and elbowed. You're and looking for a different bump. Fight for the bathroom and all that stuff. So I was thinking about a house party, but um, I think we just have one day in between uh, from returning from Maryland to see my family to New Year's Eve. I don't think that's going to be enough time. And also, lame alert, the past, like, couple of years, we've been looking at each other in bed at, like, 1030, waiting for the coverage to start. We're like, thank goodness that we're getting at 11 o'clock here versus Eastern Standard Time uh, versus, like, staying up. Ollie hasn't been old enough to do anything fun, but I don't know. I would like to throw together a last minute, like, eight, eight to ten people over to have it at my house, but I will not be going to any public events i've got the uh so so Kristen has a a, plan ahead this time sort of Kristen has a uh a a hotel hookup that allows her to basically um i can't remember what they're i think they're marriott's but she can like basically get a marriott room a couple marriott rooms for like 50 bucks a night where's she gonna hook up from uh it's a she got pro museum i don't want to I, I I don't I don't want to out it on the air because I think it may blow it up if I say where she got it from. Wow. It may ruin it for her, so I can't say say where she got. It. But so she's always looking for like, well, we got to find somewhere to be because we got to take advantage of this great deal for the yeah. hotel room and everything else. And if you can get the the hotel room, you know, hotel room New Year's Eve, great things always happen there, Sean. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I was at the Virgin a couple of years ago. Uh, <laughs> you certainly weren't that while you were there, though. That's I'm sure. right. That's why she's expecting. <laughs> uh, so, where are you going to stay, and what are you going to do? I, we have that's the thing. We haven't. Th- I said we've sort of made plans. I know that yeah, that's, and you're way too that late. Exists. You think you're late for shopping? You don't have a New Year's plan locked in. You're screwed. Yeah, I mean, th- you're going to a restaurant, you go to a party. I d- a- yeah, I, I know. I screw things up. I'll, I'll ultimately probably just be at home and and stuff now here that started the debate before i don't think we've had it here but is new year's eve a family holiday no kristen no. always kristen makes the argument no. that she thinks new year's eve is a generally should be a family thing like oh you you hang out with the family if you got kids and i was always like no i think that's adults time adult new year's that's eve a, is adults that's holiday adult time. yeah so because she was asking she's like kids no kids i was like i don't i know it's easier to invite our friends who have kids so they don't have to find coverage and all that but i'm like i don't want like I don't want to celebrate New Year's Eve with 10 kids. In this no, house. that's why we always like we I have told her I was like, we're getting a babysitter and we're going out or we're doing yeah. like, I'm not I'm not doing this at home. Uh, speaking of adult activity, a Texas high school football coach spent five thousand four hundred fifty five dollars and eighty one cents at a strip club while traveling for a coaching clinic. This is a uh, Texas high school football coach. $5,455.81. Peyton goals. Yeah, exactly. Pre-girlfriend. This, this is J.D. Bales. He was an assistant soccer coach at Bridgeport High School in Wise County, which is northwest of Fort Worth. This was written by a San Antonio paper, so they have to specify exactly where it is. Uh, but for all you people who are listening over there uh, near Bridgeport High School, this was your assistant soccer coach. Decided in September to uh, go hang out at the Men's Club of Houston okay. while he was in town there. And put $5,455 of charges at the strip club on a school credit card, Uh. on a district credit card. Now, obviously, I have never been to the strip club. We've talked about it before. Never, never gone to these establishments. Yeah, we heard how you talked about pole dancing. How do you run up derogatory how, were yesterday? How do you run up five thousand dollars there on a credit? Is he just taking out cash advances on the credit card? Like I would 
surely you're not making it rain by just throwing plastic at them. Or like, they, I'm, I'm guessing when they're done, they don't like present you like a little key, a like, like a little uh, a card tap or a, a, a chip reader <laughs> or something. Machine. Yeah, it's not like when she's done, she's like holding up like a chip reader, I would guess. So how is he running up that much? Is he just buying a ton of alcohol, renting well, out rooms? I think you can have relations in some places for certain charges. Where are these places? So somebody that I was with in, I think it may have been San Francisco. Uh, someone that I used to work with disappeared for a while, and we were just assuming, and he and, and he kept lighting up the ATM, and I think we were just assuming he like went the distance. So I think in certain places you can uh, you can you can take it to that degree, and we're out of time. Uh, eight, oh, man, I was really hoping you could go in more detail. About I don't that. have more detail about it. I that's uh, I got blacked out in Vegas and lost my passport and missed my flight the next morning. That was my worst strip club story. <laughs> 877-881-1053, truckwreck.com text line here on DFW Sports Station. What's he hearing about the Eagles falling apart? Could Mike Tomlin really be available? Where's Belichick going? And are we getting a Mike McCarthy extension before the playoffs or the playoffs to terminate. Our boy, Mike Florio, profootballtalk.com is next. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 